0: In this second uh, discussion on the rulings, uh, on the travel, comes the question of uh, when can a traveler take by the permits of travel? When can a traveler take by or make use of the permits of travel. Now, this uh, matter has three situations to it. The first, that the traveler Intends absolute stay at his destiny in the place where he goes to, such that he makes the determination to reside therein unless there is a cause that necessitates him leaving the place. You understand the situation? Is that clear? Example um, Workers, for example Who reside for work uh, Also Traders who reside for trade um, Ambassadors of Countries. All of these uh, types take the ruling of residents. They take the ruling of residents or residents. So they don't take, therefore, by the permits. legalized for the traveler. Is this clear? The second situation the second situation intending to stay a restricted stay a restricted in terms of purpose but unrestricted with time meaning he doesn't know when his purpose will be accomplished when his task will be accomplished is that clear The second situation. So it is restricted by an objective he goes for, but unrestricted with respect to timing, such that he doesn't know when he will finish his work or his objective and return. In this case, when he finishes his task, he returns to his original residence. The example of this are the uh, traders who come to sell their uh, articles or their products. So they have this task. They don't know when this will occur, but they know that when this is accomplished, they return. Unlike, for example, people traveling to accomplish certain works at certain government departments or institutions or etc., hospitals, these people take the ruling of the traveler, even though they may stay a prolonged stay. This is the position of the majority of the scholars on this second situation. <laughs> so, in this case, the traveler under this situation may take the permits, can take the permits of the travel. Now, what about, what about if the individual, the person, knows that his stay will be will go beyond four days. Remember the opinion that we have an opinion amongst the scholars that the limit for taking permits in travel is restricted to four days. But what about if a person um, knows that his stay may take more than four days, uh, is he entitled to take by the permit? Uh, one opinion is that he is not. And we will discuss uh, this further at the end of the uh, subject. But let's go now to the third situation. is that if he intends uh, to stay to accomplish a particular matter uh, for a particular period of time, and whenever his uh, objective is completed, his task is completed, he returns. So the difference between the third and the second is that in this In the second one, he doesn't know when he will return, but in this third one, he knows. Like, for example, those who come for Hajj and Umrah, they know when Hajj will end. Also, those who go for studies at universities and the like, The majority of these scholars the majority of these colours, are on the opinion that they don't take the permit because they said that the period of stay exceeds uh, the period of travel, which is more than four days, or more than 15 according to one opinion. The second opinion is that they are, in reality, like the traveller, because they didn't intend residency, nor did they intend absolute stay. Absolute stay meaning unrestricted by time. And this is the the choice of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah and ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah and a group of other verifying scholars and this is the preponderating opinion supported by the textual proofs and from this therefore, from these three situations therefore and in accordance with the correct opinion It becomes clear that we have two cases, resident and a traveler, (coughs) and accordingly whoever intends to reside in a place either an absolute stay or a stay of residency such that in the case of the absolute stay he will not leave unless he is called to leave the place Then this is the same as the ruling of the resident he does not take by Permits. On the other hand, if someone travels to accomplish a task or a matter or conclude a certain objective, and whether he, whether he knows that whenever this task is accomplished he will return, then in this case he is a musafir, he is a traveler. The opinion on distinguishing whether he knows he will stay more than four days or doesn't know. In reality, there is no evidence for that. So, how did this come up? What is the delil <coughs> for those who said, what is the evidence for those who limited this to four days Staying stay for four days? The evidence they took is that the Prophet Sallallahu stayed in Mecca during the farewell pilgrimage. He stayed four days. The fourth, the fifth, sixth and the seventh. And during this he shortened the prayers. So they said that this period therefore is to be taken as a period if the traveller takes by it, then he can take by the permits of travel. And if he stays longer, then he cannot. However, uh, such a deduction from this hadith is weak. The deduction from the hadith, the deduction of limiting it to four days, is itself a weak deduction. Meaning, this stay of four days is not intended in itself to be four because if he would have come five days before, would he make the shortening or not? The answer he will. Similarly, we know that the Prophet ﷺ stayed also in Mecca 19 days, as in other narrations, also shortening the prayers. Also, in the expedition of Tabuk, he stayed 20 days shortening the prayers and from this we know that the preponderating opinion is that uh, the specification of a time period for the traveler is not uh, verified By this Deduction As long as the traveler does not intend Residency Or He stays he, he takes by an absolute stay Such that he will not leave Unless he is asked to leave Then he takes by the permits of the traveler Why? Because the Textual proofs came general. and we know that the Prophet, ﷺ, whenever he left on a journey of uh, three miles, uh, he shortened the prayers, praying the four rakah in two, and he did not restrict that to a time. And as we mentioned earlier, the textual proofs indicate that he, Savallar shortened the prayer in stays that exceeded four days. according to their opinion, if the person knows that he will stay more than four days, then he discontinues immediately, from refrains from taking the rulings of uh, permits of the trouble. But as you can tell, the deduction uh, concerning this opinion is weak, when it is faced by the other textual proofs mentioned earlier cases. If someone (coughs) makes takbir, takbirat al-ihram for the salah in residence, then he travels. Should he pray the salah as a traveler? Or should he pray the Salah as a resident who completes? Example You take the ship from your home home port When you are on the ship, the time of Dhuhr commences You make takbir for Salat al-Dhuhr Takbirat al-Ihram During this first rak'ah, after takbirat al-Ihram The ship takes on for the journey Leaves the port Now, here, should you pray the the salah of a traveler or you should complete because you initiated the salah in residence? The answer is... The answer is it's obligatory to complete since he initiated since you initiated a salah which requires completion so in this case you complete it as four another case the opposite of the first case. You board the ship and now you are on board and the ship left the harbor and uh, on the journey before you reach your destination. You make takbir for a commencing salah. Say, for example, Salat of Dhuhr commences. And while you are in the first rak'ah of your salah, you arrive to your destination. The place, your home. Can you take by the shortening? First opinion. First opinion is that the person should complete. Why? Because in this case, two things combined or occurred. Something one case allowable, the other case is not allowed. The travel allows. The travel allows, permits, and the arrival to the residence prevents, and so when there is an allowable factor and a prohibiting factor, then the prohibiting factor is to be introduced over, or or should proceed, proceed over the allowing factor. The second opinion is that he can take by the permit of the travel. And this is the correct opinion. Because he initiated the Salah as a traveler. And this is in accordance with the same principle of the first case. is this clear these two cases are these are these cases clear the third case, third case. Someone, a person, remembers a salah he missed in his residence, he, rem- he remembers it in travel. You understand the case? Time. Example, he travels a on his journey. He remembered that uh, yesterday he did not offer Salat al Door. Now, should he make up this Salah shortened or complete? The answer is that we know the Prophet ﷺ said Whoever sleeps and misses the salah due to sleep or forgetfulness Then he should pray it if he remembers it There is no expiation except that So it was obligated upon him in residence, right? Right? It was obligated upon him in residence And in residence it is to be prayed as what? Complete or shortened, complete or shortened, complete, full. Therefore, here, he should pray it as in the hadith. Therefore, here, in this case, he makes it complete. The opposite. The opposite. He remembers a salah. In his travel, he missed in his travel. He remembers it in his residence. Meaning this person was traveling. He arrived in his residence and he remembered that he didn't pray the Isha of last night. Then in this case, the preponderating opinion is He shortens, because this is the salah which was obligated upon him in the journey, so therefore it takes the ruling of the travel, and so therefore he shortens. Fourth situation, is that clear? Is that clear now? This case, mm-hmm. case four, a person in residence. time for a salah commences while in residence then he takes off in the journey after the time of the salah commenced example while in residence the adhan for dhuhr was announced and after the adhan of dhuhr he went on his journey. Should he pray the dhuhr as two rakah or four rakah, shortened or complete? According to the first opinion, he should complete. They are good. that the time of the Salah commenced while he was in residence. Therefore, it is binding upon him to complete. And the preponderating opinion is that he, he prays it shortened, to Raka, because the criteria is in the actual doing of the Salah. If the person does this Salah in residence, he completes. And if it is done in the travel, he shortens. The other way around, is this clear now? Is this clear? Okay, mashallah. What about the rest? Alhamdulillah. What about the rest? We said the preponderating opinion is that he shortens because the criteria is in the actual doing of the Salah. If it is done in the residence, it is residence, and if it is done in the suffer, in the travel, it is shortening. The opposite, the opposite. <coughs> the time of a particular Salah commences while he is in the travel. but he does not pray it until he reaches his residence. In this case, what? He completes or shortens. Remember the criteria mentioned now earlier? He completes. Yes, he completes. Now, a traveler combines uh, two prayers, either dhuhr or asr, or or maghrib and isha' in the time of the first one. You understand? He combines in the time of the first, legally, uh, He combines in the time of the first of the two prayers that are legally permissible to combine. So, for example, in this case, Dhuhr al-Asr. He combines in the time of the first, and that is the Dhuhr. Then, he arrives at his to his, arrives at his residence, before the commencement of the second Salah, which is in this case the Asr. Is it binding upon him now to pray the Asr at his residence? The answer is no, because he prayed the second one, and this is the Asr, in a condition which is permissible for him to pray. Is that clear? Clear now. No. Okay, I repeat that A traveler combines Zuhur and Asr Or Maghrib and Isha At the time of the first one In the case that is take Maghrib and Isha So he combines In travel He prays the Maghrib and Isha In the time of the first one, which is the Maghrib. You understand the case now? You understand the case? طيب. Then he arrives to his home, to his residence, before the commencement of the time of the second one, before Aisha. Is it binding upon him to pray the Isha' now at his residence? The answer is no. Because he prayed it under a condition which is allowable for him to pray. You understand? And that is the combination. You understand? Okay, clear? Right. You got it? (laughs) Alhamdulillah. Now, the cases on a traveler, a praying behind uh, an imam who may or may not complete, or behind an imam in trouble. Should he shorten or should he complete? This has three situations to it, if the imam is Someone who completes the Salah If the Imam someone who completes the Salah And the one who completes the Salah is either a resident Imam Or he could be what? A Traveller Who may not shorten, you understand? You understand? So in this case <coughs> in this case the imam will complete. The traveller praying, following this imam, completes also. Does not shorten. Because the Prophet ﷺ said, in the maj'ūl imamu the Imam is set so is that you follow. And this is also as Ibn Abbas said, It is the Sunnah. It is the Sunnah for a traveler who prays behind someone who is a resident to complete. He completes even if he joins the Imam in the last tashahud. Understand? And he comes and he finds the imam praying the isha' and the imam is in the last tashahud. He joins him in the salah. So if the imam makes taslim, he should come up with how many rakah? He should come up with how many rakah? Four. Four. Praying isha' He joins the Imam in the last Tashahud, he missed all the four records. see that, so therefore he drinks four records. okay, this is the first situation, is this clear, is this clear? What about the rest in the room? Tell, Alhamdulillah, yes, yes. <coughs> the person is traveler. No missing of Isha. No one said missing the Isha. A traveler came and found the Imam praying. A resident imam, for example, praying isha, and he joined the prayers, therefore he must complete, right? Praying behind an imam, or praying led by an imam, who completes, then he must complete. So if he joins the imam, and the imam is making the isha, and he only joins him at the end, while the imam is making the last tashahud, you see that? So he sits with him in the tashahud, the imam makes the salim, and the traveller stands up and brings four rak'ah. You understand? And even to this extent, but if he joins him, if he missed one rak'ah, then he brings the three, and then makes the tashahud and salam. Second situation, second situation, if the musafir, the traveler, is led by a traveler imam who shortens, then in this case, without any doubt, he shortens, is that clear? Is that clear? Please. <coughs> Please. The third situation. He. Joins an Imam, but he is doubtful. Is his Imam uh, on travel or he is a resident? You understand? He's not sure. In this case, he takes by the indications he takes by indications if there is an indication to differentiate and clarify the status of the imam then he takes by it for example if he see if he sees that the imam's car is loaded with with things of trouble, you know, luggage and everything. This is an indication, you see that? That he is a traveler. And if the indication indicates the other way around, that he is a resident, then he takes by it. Now, what about if he says, if he makes it like, uh, if he says that, if this Imam completes, I will complete, and if he shortens, I will shorten, then it is permissible. You understand? Understand? what about if if he didn't make this and there is no indication whatsoever, you see this, if he didn't make it like suspended or conditional and there is no other indication also to support either way whether he is resident or traveler Imam, so nothing is clear to him. One opinion says he should not shorten because he is in doubt and the precaution is obligation the precaution is an obligation so he takes by the obligation and therefore he completes however the correct opinion is that he has the permissibility to shorten because in origin in origin the salah of the musafir is to be shortened you see that? You understand? Is this clear? So, case, case. If a muhsafir. If a Musafir prays a prayer led by an Imam who completes and during the Salah, the Musafir, the traveller, invalidates his salah, he breaks the wudu, for example. So, he leaves the salah, goes make wudu, and returns. Should he now make his salah complete or shorten? He should make it complete, because it is obligated upon him now as complete. Because when he joined the Imam, he established his salah with the Imam, right, as complete. At the beginning, isn't it? So the makeup now should be like the initiation. You understand that? You got it? Uh huh, okay. Now, a different situation. Case. A Musafir completes, or a Musafir prays, in a Salah led by an Imam who completes. For example, he prayed with him Salat of Dhuhr. And after he finishes... Oh, okay, drop the mic. Alright, let's, let's repeat the case. a traveler a traveler is led by an imam who completes for example he prays dhuhr with the imam and after the traveler finished the salah it became clear to the traveler that he prayed without wudu now How he's going to pray the Salah now, al Dhuhr, shortened or complete, shortened or complete, shortened, exactly, why, because it was not established as complete from the beginning, he was praying without wudu, you understand? From the start, his Salah is not established. From the start, his Salah is not established. So now he's a traveler, he prays a shortened. No. Now, case, a traveler led by an imam, a resident imam, who completes the salah. He made takbirat al-Ihram with him for salat al During the salah, it became evident that the imam was not on wudu' Can the traveller shorten? Can the traveller shorten now? The ظهر? Yes Yes he can Why? Because His salah started with an imam whose salah is invalid You understand? Was not established with the imam Naam case a musafir praying Aisha with an imam praying maghrib Can the musafir shorten? This issue has three, this matter has three situations to it. The first, he completes the isha. How? (coughs) When the imam finishes the three, when the imam finishes the three, here a a traveler praying the Isha, you know, with the imam praying Maghrib. Can the traveler shorten? Okay. There are three situations here. The first one is that for him to complete the Salah, such that when the imam finishes the three, he stands up and comes with a fourth one. And this is the most precautionary. And this takes him out of the ikhtilaf, of the difference of opinions. The second. The second rank. He sits with the imam in the first tashahud of the imam meaning after the two rak'a. He sits with the Imam in the first tashahud. If the Imam stands up to bring the third rakah of his Maghrib, the traveler sits and waits for him to return and then he makes taslim with the Imam And in this case, he prayed the Isha as two, shortened. This is the second rank. The third rank, he sits with the Imam with the first tashahud. When the Imam stands up, he, com- you know, he, com- he, uh, he does not go with the imam, he doesn't wait for the imam now, he completes the isha'ud and makes the sleep And in this case he had prayed what? Two rakah You understand? I will repeat these three First situation First situation he completes the isha with the imam praying the maghrib, how? When the imam finishes the third raka'ah, the traveler stands up and brings a fourth raka'ah. You understand? This is the most precautionary. And then this gets him out of the ikhtilaf. Clear? Clear, put one. Put one. The third. The second one is He sits with the imam, the imam is going to sit for the first tashahud, right? The imam will sit for the first tashahud. Okay, so he sits with the imam in the first tashahud, when the imam goes for his third, he sits and waits till the imam returns, and then he makes the final tashahud and then leaves the salah with the imam, right? Right? Clear? No voice? Okay, is this better? Is this better? Huh? Still? Okay, try to do something. Okay, is there sound now? Inshallah, clear now. There is sound. Hmm. Still cutting off. Okay, one second. I will continue. Therefore, the second rank is that when the Imam sits for the tashahud, he also sits and waits for the Imam to return from the third rak'ah, and then he makes the tashahud with him, and then uh, in this case he makes salam, and therefore he had prayed in this case, he has prayed what? The isha shortened into two. The third is, instead of waiting for the Imam to return from the third rak'ah, He makes the taslim following the second rakah, right, of the imam. You see, he will be sitting with the imam in the first tashahud. When the imam stands up, he does not wait for him. He he completes the tashahud and then makes taslim. Is that clear? Is that clear? Okay, alhamdulillah. This is what is intended for this uh, second discussion. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it a benefit for myself and for everyone who listens to it. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Salallahu alayhi wa sallam.